Wow, it's episode 59 of the HTYC podcast. And you know, there there were parts of the job that I really enjoyed. I loved the coworkers I had. Yeah. Sometimes when when there's just enough to make it livable, it's almost worse because I use the analogy, you know, do you live with the toothache or do you yank the tooth? This is Happen to Your Career, the show that is all about helping you move to work you love. We want you to do work that fits your unique and signature strengths. We will bring you inspiration, tools, and roadmaps to help you in your journey. I'm Scott Anthony Barlow. Hey, it's Scott, and we are back. And I've got I've got a guest today that I'm pretty excited about. And I got to meet her over the phone not that long ago. I, you know, I think it's only been about a month or so, but I want to tell you a little bit about her and then jump right into it. This is going to be this is going to be interesting for a whole bunch of different reasons. Uh, but you know, she's she's actually a career consultant. She's uh, she's got a whole bunch of titles: resume writer, entrepreneur. I'd say even social media strategist. Uh, does some blogging, helps people advance their careers through defining and communicating their personal brands effectively. Uh, she's done that for years at this point, and you can find a lot of what she does at jobjenny.com. And at the same time, she's run a recruiting firm, um, organ-based ladder recruiting group, which specializes in manufacturing sectors, robotics, automation, and a whole bunch of other stuff too. And, but there's more. She uh, she's a regular columnist on themuse.com, knows way too much about robots, and makes a really mean margarita, and we're probably going to talk about that. Jenny Foss, welcome to Happen to Your Career. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not giving up the recipe, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> okay, we're done here. <laughs> it's been fun. I liked you, and clearly I was wrong, so... <laughs> discuss this in advance. Oh, that's... <laughs> See, it's, it's more fun to spring it on you, though. <laughs> I might hint to something. Okay. All right. All right. We'll get, we'll, we'll see how much we can get you going. So I, I, I meant it. I'm really excited to have you on the show. Um, I did get the chance to talk to you a little bit, and we started some conversation that I thought was really interesting because, you know... I, I think if you remember, you know, we started talking on the phone and you were telling me a little bit about your philosophy and it's like, okay, I made the right decision asking her to be on the show because it lines up a whole bunch with what, uh, what we talk about here and what the people that listen to this show are really quite interested in. So well, I'm so glad to have been found and I'm delighted, delighted to be here. So let's, let's get right into it. And, and first, actually, you know, I, I want to ask you how on earth did you and I know a little bit, but I don't know the whole story. But how on earth did you get into this this space? You're sort of playing both sides of the table, I guess you could say. You know, you're helping the people that right. want to get get into different careers and you know different jobs and things like that. And then you're playing the other side of the table, not in a bad way, but in an advantageous way, where you're helping companies match up with uh, the people that they actually want to need. Right. 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 How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's a darn good question. Well. A lot of what happened was somewhat serendipitous in that I was climbing the ranks, if you will, over a decade ago in uh, marketing and PR, in corporate marketing and PR. Yeah. And 
you know, I was on a pretty good trajectory and woke up maybe one day and decided this really is not for me. So what do you do at that point? I really got lucky because as it happens, a friend of mine owned a small recruiting agency and was continually asking, when are you going to come be a recruiter? You'd be very good at this. When are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? And at first I thought he was joking, but after many times of him asking, I finally entertained the conversation and took a very big gamble 10 years into my corporate career and and a $50,000 pay cut <laughs> to go learn how to be a recruiter. So that was kind of what got the ball rolling to to where I am today. I, I started at his recruiting agency, ultimately founded my own small agency, and then um, about five years ago when the economy was really falling apart. Yeah. I realized there was just a huge need for a resource that will help people get untangled, sort some of this out, calm the heck down. And, you know, as a recruiter, what I was seeing out there was just very dry, boring, textbooky. And I just thought someone can do this a whole lot better and allow people the opportunity to learn and get motivated and get help but also maybe have a little enjoyment through what for many people is a really icky process. So and that, I'm going to cut you off here Job really Jenny quick because sure. that is so cool. And I love the fact that that's how you got to job Jenny. But before we move on, cause I want to talk a whole bunch about, uh, about job Jenny, but you, you, uh, you started talking about how, you know, you were in this corporate job and you were climbing the corporate ladder. And then you got to this point where, you know, you realized that this, uh, this wasn't really exactly what you wanted, right? Right. And I yes. I forget exactly how you termed it, but that that point in time, that pivot point right there, uh, you eventually ended up moving into recruiting because he had this friend and stuff. But I'm really curious, like what was what was going through your mind at that point? You know, how did how did you make the decision other than you've got this this friend that's kind of asking and it was an available opportunity? Why and how did you make the decision to one, leave and pursue something else? And then two, you know, why did you end up deciding that? Because even though there's this friend here and it's available, there's all these other opportunities too at the same same time. Because that's exactly where a lot of the folks that are listening to this show are at. They're in that exact place that you were years ago. It's a hard place. It's a hard place to be because you you question your sanity. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>? that's <laughs> yeah. And, there are often a lot of people around you that are right there ready to tell you how crazy you are. I looked a level and two levels above where I was at, uh -huh. and I realized I did not aspire to those jobs. I'm not great in meeting after meeting after meeting. I'm not great uh, being in a very structured environment. And... I just did not see a way to achieve more and have more flexibility, have more autonomy in, in what I did and what I built and what I grew in a corporate environment. Truthfully, again, I got really lucky. I had somebody invite me to take a gamble, but it wasn't that big of a gamble because it did have at least a modest base salary while I learned something new. Um, sometimes you just, 
you have to take a calculated leap. And, and I'm so glad I did. But yeah, it was very, very scary. So that's, that's so interesting. Um, and, and I found myself doing the exact same thing and ended up turning down some opportunities, you know, with, uh, with the company that I thought where I wanted to go. And I was climbing the corporate ladder in the same way. And, you know, I thought I was going to be VP of HR and blah, 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 in this area and this area. And, and that was, that was my goal at the time, but I ended up looking at looking above and looking the same thing. And for similar reasons, um, started, started realizing that that wasn't what I wanted, but I, I'm really curious. So how did, what, how long did it take you to arrive at that conclusion? And then what was kind of the process that you went through, whether accidentally or on purpose that, that led you down that pathway, that evaluation pathway, if you want to call it that I'm making, making up a name for it, but well, I, I wallowed around a bit for a couple of years in my corporate misery. I did. And, you know, there there were parts of the job that I really enjoyed. I loved the coworkers I had. Yeah. Sometimes when, when there's just enough to make it livable, it's almost worse because I use the analogy, you know, do you live with the toothache or do you yank the tooth? <laughs> because if you, if you live with the toothache, you have a toothache forever. If you yank the tooth, it's often excruciating at first, but then it heals and you feel so much better. And so I will have to say that, that I don't know that I'm the poster child for making a bold decision. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I took a big, I took a big pay cut, yeah. but it was a little bit of a safety net in that at the time I was, um, I didn't have children. So my, my economic requirements were a little lower and, um, I knew that I, I guess I just always have known that I, I will die trying. So I refuse to fail. I'm somebody that just will not cave. So I, I guess I knew I had it in me, um, to make it happen. But yes, certainly it took me a couple years of, of sitting in meetings and, and, being in environments that that just weren't quite a fit for me to to decide to take the leap. So I don't know that there, and you can tell me your philosophy on this. And I don't, I don't know that there is a poster child for that type of stuff in in terms of figuring it out and you know, making those bold decisions, whatever you know, whatever might consider, be considered bold, um, because it seems like it's different for almost everybody, and that's kind of the challenge in it to some degree. But also, you know, it's been my goal over the last couple of years to start to identify some of those patterns that are there to help people speed up that process so they right. don't do what, you know, you or I did and kind of wallow around in, in misery and, and realize and come to the conclusion later that, you know, wow, okay, got, got to yank the tooth, right? Right, but, right. Yeah, so how, how do you look at that? Like, Well, I think that what... I didn't do back then, and many of the people that we work with today that are attempting to make a, a career left turn or a pivot don't do on the front end until they come and work with us, <laughs> is really sit down and, and get real with yourself. Not just sit there thinking, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, but really evaluate, why isn't this working? What isn't working for me? What do I need to feel fulfilled in my job? Like, what am I, what would make me feel better in terms of 
what I do for a profession or what skills that I'm putting to better use or what environment I'm in. And then thinking through what are these types of jobs called that might give me these things that I'm looking for. And what will it take specifically to get from where I am today to that point that I'm envisioning? Mm. First, you got to figure out what that point looks like, and then you got to cook up a plan of what it's going to take to get from today to there. And sometimes, frankly, it's not a matter of going from A to B. There's, there's a middle step that is required along the way. Sometimes it's just not practical or feasible to get from one spot all the way over to this way different thing. So you need to think through, hmm, what's an interim step that's going to position me for the next move? So like if I want to be CEO at Google and you're telling me <laughs> you I might get just, a couple of steps. That's not a, that's not a one shot. <laughs> I don't understand, Jenny. Who do you know? <laughs> yeah, no joke. That's uh, that's pretty funny. So, but I think that's important though, because I think a lot of people don't realize that hey, it might be a couple of steps depending on you know, like you're saying, if you define what it is that uh, that you want and that you're after, and and you take the time to do that that hard work, um, people still feel like they're going to like when they go into that process. I'm finding at least that initially before. Before I can help people realize that, they think it's going to be a one-shot no matter what it is, no matter how big or small or whatever, no matter how achievable. Are you experiencing the same thing or do you do not have so much of that? Sure. I mean, a lot of times people often visualize something and and don't take the time to really think through the the logistics of it or, or the requirements of it mm-hmm. and and add to that sometimes they fantasize about what it's going to look like and feel like and be like once they get there and so another element that i strongly encourage for people is to really investigate what a day in the life of a week in the life of a year in the life of that world you're aspiring to be in actually looks like and feels like so, so how would somebody do that like what when you, when you are working with people how do you recommend that they might go about that what are some different ways that they could do that so here's an example this is a recent one yeah i worked with a gal that works for a major technology company and is can't stop thinking about possibly opening a dog daycare, like an entrepreneurial dog daycare. And so she's got it in her mind how wonderful this life will be once she opens the dog daycare. But she's never run the day-to-day operations of a business. She doesn't know really that much about the business except for she drops her own dog off at one. (laughs) And so (laughs) my recommendation for her is to book some informational interviews where she actually goes into a few facilities owned by small business owners and talks with them and visits with them and sees what the, what the workday is like, what the demands are. Ask them, what do you love about this? What really sucks about this job? Because I guarantee you there are plenty of things about, you know, scooping poop, (laughs) one of them, but in any job. There's stuff that's not so great. And so rather than 
spending countless hours fantasizing about it and either never doing anything about it or being in for a rude awakening when you get there. Yeah. Spend some time investigating what what it really is like to be in those roles. So then, you know, how, how if I'm listening to this, because I, I love that. I mean, that makes total sense to me. Um, but if I am, if I'm wanting to do that, you know, if I just, uh, do I just call up the, uh, the business owners or the person in that position? And if so, what do I say? Or do I just show up at their place and be like, Hey, I'm here to do a, how, how does that work? What's the easiest way to get from point A to point, you know, F over there? Well, obviously you want to approach in a way that, that shows them that you're very interested. You think what they're doing is really cool. You're paying attention to what they're doing. You're impressed. Like flattery will get you a lot of places, <laughs> but also you want to make it very easy for them to say yes. So make it clear to them that you're not asking for some enormous favor. Maybe you ask if you can bring a coffee by and spend a half hour. And hopefully that will be the entry point where you can build on to that and maybe spend some more time with them and get more information. Um, but one of the best ways to really understand a role um, or an entrepreneurial endeavor that you're eyeing is to to talk with people who have paved the way before you because you can get a lot of good intel. What works? What does, doesn't work? What did you learn along the way that you wish that you would have known at the front end? These are all things that you can gain by um, exploring that directly with somebody who's doing it. But again, yes, don't don't ambush them or ask for the moon and the stars right out of the gates. Approach in a way that you would appreciate being approached. So this this is interesting because I have to say you practice what you preach. So when we chatted on the phone um, a while back, whatever it's been now, a few weeks, you know, you were you were asking me all kinds of stuff about my business because we, <laughs> we, we, uh, we do a lot of digital education is, you know, what I've started coming right. to refer to it as, you know, we do, um, uh, we, like we have a beta, you know, beta classes just, uh, just launched that helps people figure out what it is that they want to do. Um, and you know, that's, that's a live led class, but it's over the internet. Right. And then we've got, you know, our, our membership site, the work you love one stop, um, and you know we've got courses on there and things along those lines and and you asked me a ton of questions about that so i have to say kudos to you for actually walking the walk um, i'm such a nosy jerk <laughs> i am disappointed though that you didn't volunteer to drop by and bring me coffee i mean i know i'm in moses lake washington and you're in portland oregon but i'm still disappointed <laughs> well you know what or i margarita. will jet up i5 maybe margaritas yeah <laughs> you got it 10 30 in the morning but <laughs> <laughs> well you know so i could be convinced <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is this is awesome because i think that lots of people have heard of inter informational interviews and stuff but they don't actually know or understand how to how to actually make that happen and, and, right. and i love your approach you know here's here's what you say here's what you can do you can literally say you know volunteer to drop by coffee and stuff and and you know put it in a way that it's not going to be a burden on them and that's that is that is gold a lot of people don't understand you know how to how to go about that so what about um Actually, let me ask another question too before we go too far off. So, at Job Jenny, you know how much how much do you 
it, it sort of seems to me like what you're doing there is you are doing both pieces where you're sort of like helping people a little bit understand what the what they want and kind of providing some guidance there but then also focusing a lot on here's how to actually make that happen right that's that right? Exactly. tell me a little bit about that mm -hmm. what we do it, it really depends on the needs of the client that come comes in but so if you are someone who hasn't quite figured out what comes next for you professionally we do help people sort out some of these ideas and and decide on maybe a plan a avenue where they're going to explore and pursue um, it doesn't mean this this is a tattoo that's set in stone but what can happen scott is if you are trying to chase after multiple ideas or jobs all at once, you tend to dilute your effort across every single channel mm. because it's very hard to construct a message to a specific audience and compel them if you don't really have a handle on who you're talking to. And so rather than try to keep all avenues open and you know put one message out to the universe, what we want people to do and what we help people do is decide, okay, what makes the most sense for me to, to go after first? What does it look like? What is it called? All right, what are the requirements of that, those types of jobs? And how then can I position myself as an exceptional match for those types of opportunities. And that's where the, I call it the paperwork, that's where the paperwork comes in, resume, LinkedIn profile, cover letters, wherever you're positioning and marketing yourself professionally, we help people develop those messages. And listening to you, it really seems like a lot of what you described is, is truly well-focused on that marketing and branding. Like, it seems like a whole bunch of that is, it falls into that, that category. All of this is marketing and branding. All of this. All of it. And I think that's part of what makes me really good at this is I've got both the strong marketing heritage from my early career coupled with a decade's worth of recruiting. So I understand what's going on in staffing and recruitment and, and decision makers, what goes in through their heads. Yeah. But all of this is marketing. The product you're marketing is you. You're trying to compel a certain audience to do something, whether that's call you up for an interview or buy what you're offering as an entrepreneur. All of this is marketing. Hmm. And I'm not sure that I was trying to think of, you know, a basic definition of marketing as, as you were talking and in order to help people understand what marketing is, but it, it sort of seems like really, and this is not like the Webster definition or anything even remotely close, but really marketing is, it seems like educating and making people aware in a way where they're willing to take a particular action that you want them to take as long yeah. as they... You're trying to compel them to make a decision yeah. in your direction <laughs> yeah. by what it is you're offering. You're offering you, or if you're going into an entrepreneurship, you're offering you plus your services. <laughs> that's uh, that's what. Uh, so this is my second business. You know, um, happened to your career. My first business was in in contracting, and it was so much easier. It was the marketing piece was so much easier because, and you've probably heard you know, heard this before when you're talking about marketing, but you know, you've got a 
you've got to go to where the people are essentially and you've got to speak their language and, and and everything else when i was you know doing contracting and like painting houses and stuff i'd just show up and i'd have my crews or my my marketing team just literally knock on people's doors of high-end neighborhoods that were maybe four or five or six years old that looked like they needed paint jobs it's like wow <laughs> go scrape some paint off the side of their house whoa look at that you need some help <laughs> you'd be surprised at how how much that works you can basically walk up in insult them and their house and have them pay you $6,000, <laughs> which is kind of ironic, but it doesn't work the same way in, in the business that I'm in now. And I would imagine not the, not the business that you're in. I can't, I can't insult a whole bunch of people and say, wow, you're, you're flipping terrible at that. Why don't you do something about, well, maybe I can, I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it seems to be a little bit different. So I've, I've gotten to learn some of those lessons as I go along in a, in a new and different way. But it, it, you, you're right, and I'm thinking about this in, in some different from a new perspective as you're talking about it. But really, everything is marketing. There, it's I mean, it's all about how you're how you're positioning, how how you're talking to the uh, the people that you want to receive that message, and how you get them to act in your favor. Very right. cool. That's exactly right. I always tell my resume clients that. You've got to make it, I call it smack in the forehead obvious to your target audience why you make perfect sense for whatever that role is that you're pursuing. The easier you make it for them to connect the here's what we need to here's what Scott could walk through our doors and deliver, literally, the better the odds are that they would invite you in for an interview, assuming you're looking at a corporate job. And so nobody's sitting around deducing why you make sense or, oh, he knows how to do this. Maybe he'd be good at that. They're not doing that. They don't have to do that because somebody in their pile of resumes makes perfect sense. So I always tell people, make that person in the pile be you. So you mentioned a little bit earlier, and then also I think when we were chatting on the phone, um, you, you mentioned the relationship avenue. Yes. I wanted to ask you about that. So the the pile of resumes and being able to stand out um, stand out amongst that pile and drastically so it's smack in the forehead, that's certainly one way to go and that way can be very effective if you're very good at, at marketing yourself and understand what you're communicating and everything like that. What about the relationship methodology and and you know what are what are some other ways to go about it? Let's say I suck at marketing myself or I don't have um as much resume experience as, as another person, or maybe I'm making a career change and I just don't have some of that job title stuff. It doesn't transfer as well as I'd like it to. And I'm probably not going to be competitive in that stack, even if I do an awesome right. job. Where, where do I go from there? Whether it's relationships or other ways. I'll, I'll frame it as a story as I answer this. Perfect. So imagine that you had an opportunity to date just one of two people. One is someone that you've never seen, but a friend that you would trust with your life says, you've got to meet this person. So smart, amazing, great with kids, funny, you name it. All those things that whatever they know you value the most. That's one choice. The other choice is some random person sitting across the bar that you have no idea anything about that person other than, oh, that person looks pretty good. You can only pick one of these two people. Who will you go out on the date with? 
I will argue that 90 plus percent of people are going to go with the person that their dear friend vouched for and said, oh my gosh, you have to meet this person. That same thing happens every day with decision makers deciding who they're going to interview for jobs. And so the, the, the guy or the lady at the bar, that's the stack of candidates that came in through the online application process. All the people that applied blindly online, they're, they're the person at the bar. Someone for every job you apply for is going to get an introduction or someone's going to vouch for them with the hiring manager. Someone's going to say, hey, you got to meet this Scott. He's amazing. He's great. He's smart. He's perfect for this job. The decision maker is going to interview that person first. So you always want to try somehow to get an in with a company that you're interested in and bypass all the people in that pile. Even if you've also applied online, maybe you're in that pile. But to maximize your odds that you're going to get on the radar of the decision maker, yes, relationships are everything. Everything. So what if the bartender tells me that I should really go out with this person? <laughs> <laughs> what the No. Although I do I do really feel I like know, after that story. <laughs> I do really feel like I do want to <laughs> get some career advice from the bartender now at this point. So that, that's, that's such a great story though. And I am probably going to borrow that because it, it really, it really hits home. Um, and even if all you're doing is I just applied for this job online, don't call her done at that point. Don't just say, oh, my work is complete. Go over to LinkedIn, key in the name of the company that you just applied for and see if you have a first degree connection, a second degree connection, or you know some kind of shared affiliation with someone at that company and try to get in cahoots with them. Because if you get some information that will help you with your effort, or better yet, some kind of introduction, you're ahead of everybody in that pile. So being on the HR side of things, um, I, my experience has been that it really only seems like less than 5% will actually take that extra extra step um, to... Uh, to, to do any of that additional research and then actually take any kind of action from that research, like make a phone call to the company or talk to that, that individual or, or anything else that could come from that, right? Um, I, I'm curious, though, what, what your perspective is, because I, I only know my own experiences. I don't know any stats. I haven't seen any studies on it or anything like that. But in, in your experience, like what, what percentage would you say? And we won't hold you to it, but best guess. Well, I don't have any quantitative evidence. And certainly my my stats would be skewed because I'm hammering into the head of every single person we work with. <laughs> You're on the bias side. So so we we are strong advocates for finding and endearing yourself to somebody on the inside. And the people that we work with are, are trying these methods. And many of them are coming back and saying, oh, my gosh, that wasn't as scary as I thought. And it worked. The worst thing that can happen if you approach someone is that they say no or they ignore you, which puts you at the exact spot you're at to begin with. So, so what's the big deal? 
Yes, some people will say no. Some people are not going to help you. They don't want to take the time. They're in a bad mood. Something's going on in their personal life that has nothing to do with you that's making them grouchy. You're going to have some of that. But for all of that you get, you're also going to find so many people out there that are willing to chat with you and help you. You just have to ask. So, And you have to ask in a way that doesn't feel like you're ambushing yeah. you. <laughs> So this has been amazing because you've dropped, uh, I guess, thing after thing after thing that people can actually act on. And, and I love that. And I suspected after talking to you that that's exactly what, uh, what everyone was going to get. So I, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't wrong, first of all. <laughs> and, and second of all, it's, it's very, very cool. But, you know, we're starting to run out of time here a little bit. And I want to make sure that people can connect up with you if they want if they want more jenny how, how are they going to find more jenny and oh, you know what are jenny. you excited about and and what uh, what do you have going on that uh, that our audience might want to know about well we got a blog over at jobjenny.com so we're we're often posting new and uh, hopefully interesting to read things on the blog that are specifically related to um, career networking, job search, resumes, cover letter, LinkedIn, you name it. So um, certainly you can find me right over on Job Jenny. And uh, as you mentioned earlier in this call, I'm also a regular um, columnist for The Muse. So if you if you are a Muse reader, you can check out, uh, gosh, I've been writing for them for about three years now, so there's probably wow. quite a quite a lot of uh, columns over there by us. But um, yeah, we would love to hear from your listeners who are struggling with any aspect of happening to their careers and, um, and help share some guidance that's helpful and not super boring. I mean, the best, men the best mentor I ever had who was the, the VP of marketing communications for a large global automotive supplier, he, he hammered into us that you will never ever bore anyone into buying anything from, from you. We happen to sell truck parts, truck parts. Hey, you want to buy a 18 wheeler axle? So if we were able to make 18 wheeler axles interesting, I mean, Anybody can make themselves look interesting and, and not bore their audience. You won't bore people into buying from you. You will compel and entice people. Very cool. And, and on that note, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Go over, check out jobjenny.com and you know, connect up with her. Uh, you've been great. And hey, are you able to stick around for a few minutes and do the HTYC one-stop extra? Sure. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey there. Hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And this is the part where I ask you to, if you can, right now, 
I would very much appreciate it if you would go to iTunes or go to Stitcher and leave us a rating and review. That helps our show be able to grow, which has been growing quite a bit lately, in fact. So I I very much, very much appreciate you listening to our show and spending the time here. We love helping get you to work that you love. So go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, leave us a little bit of feedback, rating and review. Uh, we appreciate the honesty. And, you know, here's here's one that, uh, that's a recent one. Looks like it's by Luke McClure. This is a must for anybody looking to take their career to the next level. Thanks, Luke, for leaving us five stars. We very much appreciate it. Hey. If you're struggling trying to figure out what it is that you want to be doing, you can go to happenyourcareer.com slash one stop and be able to get our free eight day course that helps you figure out what it is that you want to do. It takes you step by step and allows you to be able to come out on the other side with a decision about what it is that you want to do. So go ahead and check that out. That's happentoyourcareer.com slash one stop, or just go to uh, happentoyourcareer.com and watch the video on the front page. We'll see you there. We appreciate it. Make my job more fun and easy? Hell yeah, I'm going to look at you first.